a big PlayStation Fiesta Bowl comeback win, what the future of the defensive coordinator position looks like, and I dogged a little bit on the Sooners just for their public breakdown on Monday, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Pokes is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. The first thing we obviously have to talk about is that comeback win in the Fiesta Bowl. What a win. What a game it was by halftime. And I am I never actually turn off games. I just threatened to turn off games. And by halftime, I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this. But 21 points down, biggest comeback in school history. It was great to see. I think it really highlighted Mike Gundy versus Marcus Freeman. You know, a coach that has been on that stage before a coach that has been the head coach for now several hundred games versus Marcus Freeman, who is taking his first shot at coaching a team at head coaching a team at the Fiesta Bowl. Nonetheless, that's, that's a huge, huge thing to try to accomplish to, to come away with a win as a rookie coach, especially against a coach as vetted as Mike Gundy is Marcus Freeman's team played really well. I think that Notre Dame should only be excited about the future. I really like Marcus Freeman as a person. I like the hire for Notre Dame. So I think you're just as excited as you were pre-Fiesta Bowl if you're a Notre Dame fan. But we are not here to talk about Notre Dame and their coach. We are here to talk about the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And they did what they did all season long, and it was make halftime adjustments. Now, I got nervous. Is Jim Knowles the reason that we made those halftime adjustments, in particular on defense? Now, obviously, the offense needed to step up as well, but I think all season long we saw serious adjustments come on the defensive side of the ball. So it was really encouraging to see that they were able to make those adjustments even without Jim Knowles calling the shots. Because I'll tell you what, in that first half, I got real nervous about what this defense was about to look like, but they did what they did all season. They came out, they made those adjustments, they completely shut a high-flying Notre Dame offense down. I mean, they weren't high-flying all season, but they were high-flying in that first half against Oklahoma State, and they were able to shut them down completely until the very end of the game. That's the defense we were used to seeing, so now we know that we can do it without Jim Knowles. I think that was a big takeaway for me. Malcolm Rodriguez, what a career as a Cowboy, I think. And and there was some conversation going on on Twitter about do we think one day Malcolm Rodriguez's name is in the uh, Oklahoma State Ring of Fame. 
I don't see how it wouldn't be. I think Malcolm Rodriguez will go down as an all-time great for Oklahoma State. And the fact that he got to really close out his career with that interception was, man, just the cherry on top of a fantastic career for Malcolm Rodriguez. What a game by him. He was the defensive MVP of the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. So obviously it was a well well known that he played as well as he did. And it was just a great way to see him really close out his Oklahoma State career. I'm very excited to see what his future holds. There's some conversation about his size and is he too short. And so that'll be something that's really interesting to see if somebody takes a shot on him in the NFL. I hope that they do. I think he makes up for any quote unquote lack of size by the way that he plays football, the way that he wraps up on tackles, the way that he flocks towards the football no matter where it's at on the field so hopefully NFL scouts were watching that they've recognized it and they will take a chance on him it's something that I'm I'm very excited to see what his future holds and offensive MVP Spencer Sanders played his best game as a cowboy and I've said this four times now this season I think he finally showed that improvement that we were promised all offseason I think we finally saw a step forward for Spencer Sanders. He played a really great game. He had career highs in both passing yards and rushing yards. He passed for 371 yards and four touchdowns, and then had 125 yards on the ground, 153.7 passer rating. Like I said, both his passing yards and rushing yards were career highs. He made the right decisions with the football. He, Especially in that second half, he just lit it up. Of course, four Three of those four touchdowns went to Tay Martin, who had a fantastic game as a Cowboy. You know, he had a crucial drop early in the game, and we've seen Tay Martin have that drop before and come back and absolutely obliterate defenses, and that's what we saw again this week. He's just so much fun to watch. I think he's another guy that has a chance to play uh, some NFL football. Jalen Warren clearly makes this offense better. He clearly made this offense better. I think it was huge missing him in that Big 12 game, Big 12 championship game against Baylor. I don't think anybody would disagree with me about that. He just makes this offense better. He is so much fun to watch run. And he doesn't get talked about with the Brees Halls and the Bijan Robinsons. And I get it. But when you watch him run, he is so much fun. <laughs> I'm Dr. Seuss. That rhymed. But. He, he just, he bounces off tackles. He is so, that, that I'm not going to quit attitude is so inspiring to watch. He's such a good runner. He's such a hard runner. And like I said, he just pinballs off of tackles. We've watched this guy break tackle after tackle all season long. He doesn't care if you're giving him a hole or not. He's going to figure out a way to get some yards. So just great to see him get to finish his Oklahoma State career on a win like that at the Fiesta Bowl and getting to play. I did see a tweet that said after the Big 12 game, you know, he didn't play in the Big 12 game, trying to keep him healthy. And uh, he was so upset that he wasn't able to help Oklahoma State to a victory in that game that he walked home to his dorm room from the Stillwater Airport about a, I think, I think it was a three and a half mile walk on a bum ankle. You ever been so mad you just need to walk it off? Like that's that's so relatable to me and it's just you just know what he's made of from stories like that. You watch the way he runs, you see how 
mean and tough he runs and I think he probably exudes that in multiple parts of his life and and that walking home story just really hit home for me in terms of like how to react to something that you can't really control you know you just gotta gotta pace it out walk it off and and figure out a way to get better so obviously him being back was just tremendously helpful to Oklahoma State's game plan as a whole it was nice to see a quarterback sneak and it worked and then it just made me think about not trying it a single time against Baylor on the one yard line trying to win the Big 12 championship but say lovey the past is the past we can't I can't dwell on it we have to move forward fantastic fantastic win by Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboy football team it ended up being an absolute treat to watch. So even though I threatened to turn it off and I would never do that, I was glad I sat through it. It was just a great game, a resilient job by the Cowboys. It's it's exactly what you want to see in your college football team. Next up, the state of the defensive coordinator position for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there, and you can get 15% off your order at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's a healthy option for a sweet treat. 17 to 18 grams of protein and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has 9 flavors ranging from raspberry to coconut to peanut butter chocolate. If you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's Mix Box where you get 2 of each of the nine flavors over on built.com use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar again head over to built.com and use promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order that's locked 15 for 15% off your order Thank you for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so I think the next thing in terms of Oklahoma State football news that we're going to be looking for, first of all, you know, returning veterans, uh, the transfer portal, it's something that we obviously have to keep an eye on. But I think the marquee uh, item that we're all looking at is, are we going? Uh, what are we going to do at defensive coordinator? Are we going to hire from within? Are we looking at outside options? And I think weighing some of those pros and cons of hiring within. Now, just full disclosure, since Jim Knowles took the Ohio State job, I have been firmly in the Joe Bob Clements camp uh, in terms of who we should hire for D.C. I think hiring from within definitely offers some pros and that they know these, especially some of these returning guys like Brock Martin, they know these kids. They've been there. Joe Bob Clements has been at the school longer than anybody else in that defensive room. He knows the play calling. He knows how Jim Knowles ran that offense, but he also, I think does a great job with the defensive line. They, the, the kids, obvious kids, the guys on the team obviously like him. They talk about him like, they really enjoy playing for him. And, and I know players coach isn't everything when it comes to a hire, but I think it's a very big proponent of who you should look at. Obviously, there are some outside options that are, are really good defensive coordinators that are looking for jobs or might want to move up in terms of, of where they're at now. But I really, I've always been kind of team hiring within and in the beginning of the Fiesta Bowl, I got a little bit nervous about that, in particular in the first half when it looked like we were just getting beat every which way. But to see the 
the defensive room, all those coaches come together, however they decided to do it, to put their heads together and figure out a way to stop Notre Dame was really, really encouraging for me. So I, I had a bit of a down moment during during the game, but I'm, I'm back I'm back on team Joe Bob Clements. For what it's worth, Brock Martin said he thinks JBC would be a good would do a good job as defensive coordinator, but he said he isn't going to say Gundy should hire him because Gundy still hasn't let the blank check tweet go. Now I don't know if you guys you know get on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, but Brock Martin had tweeted to give Jim Knowles a blank check and let him decide the amount of money. You know a lot of the players got on Twitter and rallied for their defensive coordinator, but they're also not. They're not shying away from the fact that that part's over. At the Fiesta Bowl press conference, Brock Martin also said it wasn't just Knowles. You've got to have some great players to be able to do the things that we did this year as a defense, and I wholeheartedly agree. Jim Knowles was stellar. He did a fantastic job as coach. He did everything that we could have asked for him. He helped build this defense, and and I'm very appreciative for him to have done that, for him to have coached these guys, as I'm sure they are. He helped set them up for success, but he didn't succeed for them. They succeeded. And what's that saying about you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force him to drink? He led those boys to water. He gave them all the tools they needed, but they did the work. And I think that that is something that I'm I'm going to try to really focus on even personally, like myself, not to think, oh, well, it all is in the hands of whoever we hire. I know what this defense brings. I know what guys like Colin Oliver bring, Brock Martin returning. There are some really good players still on this defense, regardless of who does leave. You know, Trey Sterling has declared for the NFL draft, and that's a bummer, but we have youth in this defensive room, and I think that, you know, they've gotten a year or two even in a very stout defense, and they've got all the tools now. So we saw some of the young guns perform well when they were called upon this season. They're going to get called upon more, and I think they'll be ready for it. The two things I learned watching Oklahoma State and Ohio State this weekend is, number one, the Oklahoma State defense is going to be just fine. Like I said, there's tons of youth, but also tons of talent in that defensive room, there's vetted positional coaches. All of those positional coaches have been here for several years. So whether we hire from within or not, I think the Oklahoma State defense is going to be okay. We're turning that. We've got to finish turning that narrative around that Big 12 teams don't play defense. It's so insane to read. Even when I was talking about Ohio State hiring Jim Knowles, somebody on Twitter was like, I don't know why you would hire a defensive coach from the Big 12. Well, then you didn't watch an Oklahoma State game this season, did you? Or last season, for that matter. So I think this defense has done the work that it needs to. It's going to attract the eyes of other, you know, of, of defensive recruits, especially if we nail this higher. But they perform well. I think these players are fantastic at their individual jobs. They play well as a team. So whether we hire from within or not, I'm very excited about Oklahoma State's defense future. I think we'll be just fine. The other thing we learned is that it's no wonder that Ohio State threw the entire bank at Jim Knowles because that defense was absolutely atrocious. And I know we're not supposed like, I, I know this is Big 12 and we're, we're talking Oklahoma State, but 
you had to laugh a little bit at Ohio State's defense. It's, it was one of the most incompetent defenses I've seen in a very long time. Now, they didn't play that way all season, but they certainly did dur- during their their bowl game. So it's no wonder that they gave Jim Knowles all the money in the world. I don't blame them at all. I think if you're an Ohio State Buckeye fan, you are thrilled about Jim Knowles coming in. In fact, I have friends that are Ohio State Buckeye fans, and uh, you know they give me fake apologies about taking Jim Knowles, but they're very excited for what he brings to the table and hoping he can get the recruiting done and really build that defense for them. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough losing somebody like that, especially somebody that's been here several years and and really turned a program around, a an entire position around for our football program. So it's tough, but I, I, I think we're going to be just fine. Coming up, Sooner quarterback Caleb Williams entered the transfer portal and OU's athletic department chased after him like every toxic toxic ex. You guys have all had one. I know you know what I'm talking about. Hey, Cowboy fans. I'm here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents on every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, Pal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. As you may have heard, freshman Oklahoma State quarterback Caleb Williams entered the transfer portal today. Now He announced on Twitter that he entered the transfer portal so that he was allowed to talk to other schools. It did not mean that OU wasn't an option, but with Lincoln Riley leaving, he really wanted to kind of explore all his options. I don't think you can blame a kid for that, uh, regardless of, of how you feel about the NIL or the transfer portal. A coach just up and leaves, that kid should have an option to pick a different school or take a different path or whatever it is he wants to do. If it's return to OU, fine. But uh, don't go getting online yelling at players for changing schools, especially after their coach has left anytime really, but especially this time when a coach bails and then they're left kind of stranded there. So just don't be weird about it. Who was weird about it? were Oklahoma State Athletic Director and uh, Head Coach Brent Venables today released a statement, a a joint statement, after Caleb Williams announced that he was entering the transfer portal. I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to laugh about it. It says, Caleb Williams enjoyed an exciting and impactful first season at the University of Oklahoma, and we will continue to be engaged with him and his family on a comprehensive plan for his development as a student and a quarterback, including a path to graduation and strategic leveraging of NIL opportunities. First of all, that's a run-on sentence. 
Use less words to make a sentence. That was too long. While we believe OU provides Caleb the best opportunity to develop as a player and realize his goals for college and beyond, we respect his right to explore his options following key staffing changes here. Feels a lot like when you break up with somebody and they're like, all right, I get it. You want to see if you can find somebody else, but you'll never find someone like me. Now, maybe those are just my vibes because I've been given that speech before, but it feels a lot like that. They go on to say OU's commitment to student-athlete development and its powerful track record of preparing players for the next level, including quarterbacks for the NFL, is unparalleled. Jeff Levy is one of the most elite offensive coordinators and quarterback developers in the country. That elite offense scored seven points against Baylor, but okay. And then it says, with the players we know are returning and new ones on the way, we will continue to be explosive on offense under his direction. This program, which has won more games than any other since 1999, is blessed with talented individuals up and down the roster and on its coaching staff. We stand ready to build on the momentum of last year's 11 wins and bowl victory and to continue OU's longstanding championship tradition. Now, this is fairly unprecedented. Usually when a player announces they are going to the transfer portal, you move on. College football is a very, very next man up mentality, maybe even more so than the NFL. So because of the ability to just kind of weave in and out, especially now that the transfer portal and the transfer rules are a little bit different. It was a very weird statement. It feels very toxic X that is kind of gaslighting you to be like, you know, we're the best. So I don't know why you, I'm going to start telling people my accomplishments in the middle of things instead of which has won more games than any other team since 1999. I'm going to say things like, and in 2011, I finished second at state golf championship. You know, just, I'm just going to put them into conversation and see if anybody's like, that's weird. I'm going to be like, you know what? I thought the same thing. Let me read you this thing that the Sooners posted. It was very weird. Uh, Sooner fans also seemed like it was very weird and baggy. Now, since then, of course, because OU is God's favorite and we, <laughs> we can't, that's a joke, and we uh, can't have anything nice last longer than 24 hours, three hours after the Caleb Williams catastrophe, UCLA commit Dylan Gabriel flips schools and is headed to OU. Now, he's a quarterback that played under Jeff Lebby, so he has a familiarity with their offensive coordinator. And they're back right on track. But I would think that Dylan Gabriel coming to OU pretty much negates any chance that Caleb Williams returns to OU, which is a bummer. You know, he's a very good quarterback. He was fun to watch, but I think he's probably got bigger and better things on his his, his horizon. So Sooners right back in the business with a quarterback. Dylan Gabriel was supposed to start classes tomorrow at UCLA. And this OU opportunity opened up and he said, nope, I'm headed to Norman. So Sooners got down a little bad today. Very weird statement. If you want to see it, I retweeted it on Twitter because it made me laugh. Um, I just like to see them struggle a little bit. You know, they got very lucky like we did with Mike Gundy. They had Bob Stoops for years and years and years. And you get comfortable and complacent and everything's great. And he hands the keys off to this offensive guru and the quarterback man and then that quarterback coach gets handed gift wrapped fantastic quarterbacks that he doesn't have to develop 
for several years in a row that go on to be the first drafted players of the NFL. And then we finally see the product of what Lincoln Riley built in Spencer Rattler, and he didn't even make it a full season. So I think we can agree that maybe Lincoln Riley wasn't the, I don't know, maybe he'll go off and be a fantastic quarterback developer at USC. But I don't think I ever saw enough proof that he was the one developing these quarterbacks into who they are now. And also, if you're looking at Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield just played the Steelers, and it was uh, grotesque. I'm sure karma is going to bite me for this one, but I had to brag a little bit about the Sooners being down so, so bad. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes.